0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be talking about a brand new division. Um, It seems like the divisions are finalized for this year's NHL season. They're a little bit mixed up um, from the last time we heard them rumored. Um, So we're going to get into that and kind of what that means for the Blues season going forward. We're going to kick that off with that. Um, Continue the discussion we had on the last podcast about potentially using players' helmets as billboards and advertising, what that can kind of mean um, for the unity of the city of St. Louis. Maybe give some of these mom-and-pop shops a chance to, uh, to make more money and get some more exposure uh, during the pandemic. Who knows? We'll see what happens with that, but we'll get into it. Um, but we're also going to finish with uh, just a little more touching on uh, Alexander Steen retirement and what kind of repercussions that can have for this team moving forward in terms of how they go about this season, but also what kind of uh, assets they can add throughout the season, maybe around the trade deadline. So without further ado, uh, let's get into it. So I'm currently looking at a tweet from David Pagnata. that says, pending the sign off from the provinces for NHL divisions this season will be The Canadian division, so it's Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. The Atlantic division, which is Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Washington Capitals. The Central, which is Carolina, Columbus Blue Jackets, Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks, Dallas Stars, Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And finally, the Blues division, the Pacific, which is the Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, L.A. Kings, Minnesota Wild, San Jose Sharks, St. Louis Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. So, um, basically, from my understanding, the ones that were rumored before, it just seems like they kind of switched Minnesota and Dallas. So Dallas is now in the Central and Minnesota is now in the Pacific. I think that bodes well for Blues fans, obviously, um, just because of that that history in the playoffs that the Blues kind of had with Dallas. I wouldn't call it a rivalry, really. Um, but to them, it might be just because like we won a Stanley Cup and they obviously didn't. They were really close last year. Um, but obviously, I think the talent level and the experience and all those things, I think that's going to take a toll on teams uh, this season and the teams that have that veteran experience and the teams that don't have that veteran experience are going to be on two different sides of the scale. Um, So I think Minnesota being in our division uh, is we're honestly better off in that sense. And I think I mean, you look at the teams here, it's like Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis are kind of like the top three, and then it's just like everyone else. And Minnesota could definitely make a push for that. Uh, they made a push last season. They got hot. I know Joey. <laughs> Joey talked about them all the time, loved to sing their praises. They got hot at the right time. We got um, and They got a good. they got a bunch of good young guys, but I don't know if in a division with three powerhouses like I just mentioned, I don't know if they'll have the – the essence and the veteran presence, especially in a pandemic season, to to push it all the way through. But, I mean, this also means that if... Because I believe, I believe the NHL postponed the Winter Classic, but if they bring that back this season um, and keep the teams that they decided on, which was Minnesota uh, and St. Louis, that game will have a lot bigger of an impact um, in terms of the standings than it would have initially, maybe just because from what it sounds like each team's only going to be playing teams from its division, uh, those games will have a much bigger impact, uh, over the course of 56 games. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. And maybe they'll have more outdoor games and maybe it won't have as big of an impact in that regard. Um, but I still think talent wise, I mean, this could we, we could very well see. Uh, we talked about a couple episodes ago how I think that that Colorado is the Blues' biggest rivalry. Um, we'll have to go through Vegas and Colorado to make it to the Stanley Cup. So this could be, this could very well be the season where that rivalry kind of uh, bears its teeth and gets that fire underneath it that. That we talked about every rivalry needs, you know, because I think the Blues and the Colorado Avalanche have the talent level there uh, to be competitive, be competitive every game they play. And Josh talked about uh, how a couple years ago they were the reason we didn't make the playoffs. I think that's the start of a spark, but I think a full seven game series and us losing or really either side losing would really solidify that rivalry in stone. So. And on the flip side, now you have uh, Dallas and Tem- Tampa Bay in the same division in the Central, and they just came off of, uh, of a Stanley Cup appearance together. So that that's probably going to be heated as well. So really, in terms of an entertainment factor, I think um, the NHL made the right decision here, possibly. I think it would have been a little more competitive with Dallas and the Pacific, um, but I think in terms of... I guess the rivalry factor, I guess, even though they're not all rivalries. um, But in terms of animosity, these teams have towards each other because the Columbus Blue Jackets are in there too. And, you know, they don't like Tampa Bay um, and they have a pass together as well. So it really just feels like a lot of these storylines – Calgary and Edmonton's in together. A lot of these storylines are adding up to uh, kind of main event matchups, if you will, like a matinee. And I feel like that's got to be targeted, and the NHL did a really good job of that, especially in a shortened season uh, where you're not getting as many games. You kind of got to juice each matchup out for everything that it's worth uh, to try and bring as much money as possible. And I think I think these divisions, they lined up currently Uh, Now that they're solidified, they have a good chance of doing that. But really, I mean, at the end of the day, it all comes down to winning games, right? Um, And although it seems like the Blues kind of have like a Gerber baby spoon fed schedule to their advantage with really only two other powerhouses in their division. Minnesota, you could kind of say is on the brink of like a of like a playoff team. We don't really know what they are. The jury's still kind of out on them. Um, But it's it's still a pandemic season. I don't we don't really know what the bubbles going to look like or what playoff hockey is going to look like uh, but we know that the blues struggled last year in that kind of setup um, so you gotta you gotta expect a bounce back here maybe not expect but hope for a bounce back here because they can't go in to any kind of game really especially if fans aren't present and they're lacking that energy can't go into any game expecting like an easy walk in the park it doesn't matter who you're playing against Um You can't go into any game prepared the same way they were prepared in the bubble because obviously it didn't work. And I feel like a lot of them weren't prepared for the drastic style of hockey that was taking place there. But one way you can prepare for whatever dragon you need to slay... Is by using Built Go. So if you don't know, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, Built Go is a 1.5 ounce package of energy. Just fueled up, bottled up in only 1.5 ounce packages. And it's a workout gel. So essentially, uh, it's almost like like the same consistency as toothpaste. Um, But it's either peanut butter, honey flavored, chocolate, coconut flavored, chocolate, mint flavored. Whatever you want. Uh, Any of the flavors are fantastic. I've had peanut butter, honey before and it goes down extremely smooth. Um, tastes amazing. Um, it gives you energy for the rest of the day without that crash of like monster energy or any of those gas. Gas station five-hour energies, uh, you're gonna feel like junk after you exert all of that energy. No, not with Built Go. So basically, how it works is Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Now, collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. It's not gonna leave you nauseous like a lot of those other brands will. Um, Built Go is also loaded with good stuff to ignite my workout, like beta-alanine, which is in every pre-workout on the market. So you're gonna get that kick. You're gonna get that <clears throat> while you're trying. to get that pumping it also has b3 honey and a kick of caffeine that's also like i said not going to leave you feeling drained afterwards um bilko then kicks to keep me going strong with b6 b12 and 10,000% of your daily percentage of b12 and collagen promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin health and this stuff literally makes you look better guys there's no reason for you not to be using it so if you want to use it Go check it out at bilco.com. Use the promo code LOCKED, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, that's used promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps. And that's our gift to you guys during this holiday season just to make things a little bit easier on you. So go check them out, bilko.com. I promise you'll be satisfied just like I was. Now, before we hop into some more advertising talk um, about the billboards on the helmets and all that good stuff, uh, we're going to pause for a brief statement from a word from one of our sponsors, but we'll get right into it when we return. Don't go anywhere. Alright, so I think I can speak for a lot of people when there's when I say there's a lot of brands that kind of pop into your mind when you think of St. Louis advertising, right? And the companies that kind of reside here um, and have built their brands here and have have kind of like made their home in St. Louis. And I feel like the one that always pops in the head for me, especially like we've been talking about it with St. Louis City SC and the uniforms and the stadium and all of that stuff. So we can kind of tie that in here, right? But I think the one that always pops into my head first is emos and i don't really know why because it's not like they're a massive chain like worldwide and they really i don't i don't believe they genuinely have the money uh to kind of be doing this sort of stuff but it would be cool to see like emos pizza on the blues helmets like lids just kind of small nothing obnoxious just to let it know like hey like we appreciate what you do for this community um even though a lot of people outside don't like the thin crust pizza that feels like a cracker or whatever you call it. The Provel cheese, there's nothing better than a good emo's pie. So, And if we're kind of on the grind of like promoting smaller businesses right, I feel like that would be a good one to like kind of gain some, gain some respect worldwide and, and recognition for uh, everything that Emo's Pizza does and everything that it embodies for the city of St. Louis. Um, another one that would make a lot of sense, I think, would be Anheuser or Bud Light or something along those lines. Um, I think the Bud Light logo would look pretty sweet, especially with the blue unis and all that stuff. Would make a lot of sense for me, especially because they have a lot of money in their pocket. Um, So that could be a mutually exclusive deal between the St. Louis Blues and Bud Light. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, um, what we're looking at here is an opportunity for a team like the St. Louis Blues, who aren't, I wouldn't say, are necessarily. Known across the league. Like, they're not a huge market team, right? But they just won the Stanley Cup. They have a lot of respect and notoriety for uh, their youth programs across the, across the sport of hockey, kind of to- coining the term um, heartland of hockey league-wide. So I think there's something to be said for that. And I think a little advertising for any of the companies, really, uh, that they choose to put on their helmets, if and when this happens. It, I, don't, I wouldn't say... It's promising that it's going to happen. I really don't know. It's kind of up in the air. Um, But it would make a lot of sense, especially in terms of returning profit for the NHL. But like I said, um, any kind of company that they put on their lid, I feel like it's just an opportunity to kind of bring together the city of St. Louis, maybe not the city of St. Louis, but also the county, because that needs to be that needs to happen. That merger needs to happen. Um, But that's a discussion for another day but kind of unified the city as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And kind of because like we think about the St. Louis Blues as their own organization, kind of like their own company. Right. And we don't really we don't really associate them with another company or any really brands except maybe Adidas just because they make their jerseys. Um, But this is an opportunity for that association to come in. Right. And I think especially with all the innovation all the construction um, and everything that St. Louis is doing to push the envelope and take its city to the next level in terms of destinations for people to visit, in terms of destinations for people to live. Um I think that would be a brilliant idea for them, especially in terms of marketing and just as a business model. So I would not be against it by any means. Um, but I understand what Josh was saying last time. Like you don't want you don't want to, you don't want things to be looking too busy. You don't want advertisements on the ice, all that stuff like they do over and. In other countries so I think that that's a little too far but if you're just putting something on the bucket that's kind of small something subtle uh, I, I don't have a problem with that really and if you look at it from the reverse side and you're an up and coming company or not even up and coming um, but a company that's not as big as maybe some of the powerhouses that reside in St. Louis which I, we could probably bring Boeing into this conversation too right because I don't know I don't know if they do a lot of uh, promotion or uh, like naming rights or copyrights or anything like that stuff so uh, that could be a potential player. Um, but if you're like a company that's kind of on the brink of that, right? And you're trying to take your company to the next level, especially localized in the area in which your HQ is or your company's residing, whatever it may be, uh, what better way to just throw your name on the on the 2019 Stanley Cup champions buckets and say, hey, like we support the Blues, you support the Blues, come support us. Like, what 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 better way to do that than do that or or have one of these powerhouse companies solidify their presence in St. Louis, um, and everything that they mean to the city by buying, not only throwing their name on the buckets but buying the naming rights to the stadium for the STLSC or putting their putting their logo on. Um, STLSC's uniforms. There's a lot of ways that this could play out potentially. And it's it's a lot of fun to look at it from a sports viewpoint and from a sports fan's viewpoint and say, hey, like, I don't want the jerseys to look too busy, but also like if it's one of my like St. Louis companies, I wouldn't mind seeing their logo on there because it kinda ties the whole thing together and like the identity of St. Louis is coming to a hole and with the St. Louis flag on the blues collar, like it's just a it's just a whole nice combination of a foundation really that you can you can say hey obviously the blues support st louis because all of this stuff on their jersey right and they wear those every home game but it's also interesting to look at it from a business standpoint and see like how your revenue can increase just by putting your name on something that's so iconic within the culture of st louis because sports means so much to this city and because their fans are so radical and energetic about everything that they do. And it's not even just like the sports fans. It's fans of everything in St. Louis. Um, Cause in my experience, St. Louis fans of anything are as loyal as they come. So that's all I got to say on that. But uh, if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about that, uh, I think we're going to have a future show coming up here uh, talking about St. Louis City SC as a whole and not even not even St. Louis City SC as a whole, but soccer in St. Louis as a whole um, and in America as a whole, because there's a lot of young talent in America, and I know there's a lot of soccer fans, f- soccer fans in St. Louis. Um, so I'm gonna, I kind of want to do an episode devoted to that. So if, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, keep an eye out for it because I believe it's coming soon. But something else you should keep your eye out for is the brand new amazing flavors. There's six of them from Built Bar because Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar you've ever had. But now it's deliciouser because they have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All to your tasting pleasure. Now, let me just remind you that each bar is covered in 100% chocolate and it's soft and easy to chew. Not like those other protein bars where you have to ground and pound everything within them uh, down to a dust. It's, it's not like that. You just break it off, easy to chew. Uh, 20 grams of protein in about every bar. Only about 150 calories in each one as well, so you're getting bang for your buck because they're not expensive, especially with this coat I'm about to tell you. Um, You're getting great tasting protein bars, so even if you're not there for the health benefit, uh, you just need a little pick-me-up. don't have time for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, You're running out the door, just grab one of these. It's a great meal replacer. But if you're there, if you are there for the health benefit, um, and you're trying to get that bulk in, this is a perfect way to do it. Seventeen grams of protein in almost every bar. So, not sure why you're still listening to me right now. You should be going to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, not a space between them, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. Just to repeat that, so go to builtbar, builtbar.com. And use the promo code LOCKEDON, No spaces, all caps. You'll get 20% off your next order, and that's our Christmas gift to you guys because we love and appreciate each and one of our each and every one of our viewers, and we absolutely adore the product that Built Bar and Built Go has given to us. When we come back, we're gonna go a little bit more into depth about the Alexander Steen. Uh, retirement, kind of what that means for the St. Louis Blues, but also what kind of potential targets uh, they can look forward to with their added cap space later on in this season. Don't go anywhere. All right, folks, to expand on what we were talking about earlier, uh, the division the Blues are in the Pacific Division. Seems like it's going to be one of the easiest, maybe not one of the easiest, but like an easier way for the Blues uh, to make the playoffs. But once they get into the playoffs, having to go through Colorado and Vegas, essentially on their way to the Stanley Cup, is going to be kind of a nightmare. Um, So in the event that they find themselves at the trade deadline looking for pieces to add, um, here's just a couple ones that I think would be significant adds for the St. Louis Blues. Number one, I think... It's probably desperate, and it's probably there's probably no reason to do it because I think he's going to retire Washington Capital, and there's no way they would ever let him go. But I think you at least have to pick up the phone and call about Alexander Ovechkin to see where the Capitals are at with him. Um, he's on the end of a monster 13-year contract. He'll be a free agent in the next season, I believe. Um so if, if they haven't locked him up by then, they don't plan on locking him up. He, I, You could do a lot worse for a rental than a future Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you just imagine the puck movement that would exist on a power play with the St. Louis Blues and Alexander Ovechkin sitting over at the faceoff dot just waiting with his itchy trigger finger uh, to unload his rifle? That would just be, oh man, that would be music to my ears. Nothing would make me happier. Um... Uh, the second name I have on my list, I know a lot of people like uh, Matt Hoffman. I think that's still a real realistic opportunity um, that you kind of have to kick the tires on, especially at this point right now. Um, but if you don't get him uh, and you find yourself at the trade deadline, I think Gabriel Landeskog might be a solid name to look at, especially uh, for the St. Louis Blues, who I feel like are solid defensively. They have a lot of good two-way guys. But it seems like anytime we struggle, Um, It's the offense that is struggling, right? And trying to find that offensive production. So, Landis Scott's going to probably give you about 20 goals a season. Maybe 25. Probably 25 now, honestly. He's been he's been ticking up the in, in the production. Now, is it likely that Colorado Avalanche trade to us uh, when we're in their division? Probably not. But maybe in terms of a rental, if they think they can sign him back after the season, uh, they might be alright with letting him go. Now, the final player that I kind of have my eyes on currently, um, and who I think could very well be an underrated value pick uh, that the Blues could get for cheap and kind of turn around and just see massive production from him uh, way outplaying whatever contract he's on, is uh, Blake Coleman. So last season, Blake Coleman played 57 games with the New Jersey Devils, scored 21 goals, 10 assists for 31 points. He was then uh, acquired by the Tampa Bay Lightning, played nine games with them, one assist and one point for them. Uh, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he kind of progresses this season, especially everything with everything that's going on, obviously. Uh, but if he, if he looks like he's on track to put up 20 goals again, I think the Blues uh, could be hard-pressed to do a lot worse in terms of bringing in a rental player um, than this guy right here because he's not going to take the capital in terms of what you're trading away Uh as someone like Alexander Ovechkin or somebody like Taylor Hall, who is also um, going to be a free agent here soon. So I think I think a lot of St. Louis teams, I know John Moselak loves doing that, but I know uh, Doug Armstrong likes doing that too. It kind of worked with Braden Shen. Uh, not that he wasn't a fantastic player with the Flyers, but I think he's a better player now because of the supporting cast that he has um, and the strides he's taken to get there. So. We'll see what happens, uh, but I think that's all the time we have for today, so I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Blues, and you can follow me on Twitter at or 15 But as always, appreciate each and every one of you guys. Let's go Blues.